Welcome to the Real Estate Fight Club, a podcast for agents where you'll witness a battle of opinions about topics affecting your real estate business. There are many ways for agents to achieve success. The secret is to find which approach will work for you. Now, always in your corner, here are your hosts, Jen Mertland and Monica Weekly. Welcome to another episode of Real Estate Fight Club. What is up, Jay Mert? You know, living that life in Colombia. Yeah, baby. Are you still there? Yep. When are you coming home? Fucking never. <laughs> <laughs> I need to learn Spanish. I have to get me a Colombian boyfriend. What's the biggest surprising thing you've learned about Colombia? Well, I've been here before. Okay. But we did go paragliding. Super fun. Never did that before. Yes. Yes. That's mm-hmm. super cool. And we're well, going to go to this. Mountain. Huh? What's, I've been hang gliding. What's the difference between paragliding and hang gliding? You were in like a parachute, right? Yeah. Okay. I went hang gliding with that thing. Like that's, you know, shaped like a V. Right. So, and your feet are like out. I'm like design. sitting in a seat. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Cool. So maybe it's basically the same. Yeah, it's basically the same, I think. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Doing great. You know, living the dream. Been spending a lot of time lately on the word clarity. And <laughs> getting What's that? Dream clarity. Because I believe it is the superpower of all successful people. I like I do. it. I'm starting, I'm starting to get like crazy hyper clear. What are you going to do? Like, what's your glimpse? I'm saying no to a whole bunch of shit. <laughs> yeah, I remember when you posted something about that. Get ready, baby. I will never say no to the real estate fight club, though. We will. No, always- I know where you live. That's right. No, we're never quitting that. I'm not. All right. Okay, guys, thank you for joining us again. We love our listeners so much. We appreciate so you each and every week. And then listening to our bonus episodes we do every week, the agendas, the what would you do and better call Saul. Oh, yeah, baby. We do one each of those every week. Um, This being the main kind of real estate fight club podcast and and the other two. And they're all just as good as the next. And so thank you for tuning in, listening and subscribing and all the things today. Jen and I are going to duke it out over this question. Is it better for sellers to sell off market or to go to the market? In other words, is it better for sellers to sort of like you play it kind of behind the scenes, let your agent like filter it out to a few people, get a contract and be done? Or is it better to present to the market, put it out, syndicate it out, get as many eyes on it? See, I thought we were doing, is it always better to put it on the market, which is a slightly different question. Oh, you mean, are there exceptions? I don't know. I feel like, I feel like a storm is a brewing. (laughs) Uh, It is. Tell me a reason why you wouldn't go to market with a house. It's not always in the best interest. I think there's this fallacy that every seller wants, like they always want the highest price. And that's not true. That's not always. And I think if we go into our appointments thinking that, I think it's an assumption. And you know what they say, Monica. You know what they say about assumptions. Assumptions. Assume- and I, I, huh? 
Assuming. Assuming. Yes. But okay. So we, I started off my career as a wholesaler, which that is, it didn't, it didn't go to market, right? That's where we negotiate. We wholesaled short sales. So these mm-hmm. properties were starting the foreclosure process with the bank and we were, we would offer them a price that made sense to us. And I said, look, the only way I can buy it is if I can get somebody else to buy it for a little bit more. And then I make the spread and they would be like, okay, because sometimes they wouldn't, sometimes they would. And I tell them you can hire a real estate agent. Like you can, there's a thousand ways to sell a house. Right. Mm-hmm. But like, this is how we did it. And a lot of people would say, okay, to it because it just, I don't know, it was in their best interest or just like actually today, we sold a lot that we own that we did never, we didn't put on the market. I called the agent that I know. And I was like, Hey, can you sell this? And she's like, well, if we wait a few more months, I think we can get a little bit more. And it's like, well, I don't want to wait a few months. I want to sell it now. What can you sell it for now? Because your priority was not the price. It was timing. Correct. So I think that, and this is like a sales training lesson, right? Instead of assuming what we think and what we want, I think we need to ask, like, what, what are you hoping? Like, why are you putting the house on the market? What do you want? There's a, and like literally know that there's a lot of ways to sell a house. Like there's not just one way to sell a house and we're more like consultants. I don't know. What do you think? Well, I think, you know, that I'm, I am jiving with what you're saying because you got to find out what problem you're solving. End of podcast. End of Hashtag podcast. team Martland. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> well, it depends on kind of how we were asking the question. If, yeah. if you are looking at value, I believe that it is the smartest thing to take it to the market. Yeah. Let's where- think about, let me think about that. So like, is, I think that's what I think too. I'm trying to think, will you get the highest price if you go to the market? If price is your only concern and let's say terms don't matter. Mm-hmm. I actually think you would get the highest price if you provided owner financing, which doesn't necessarily mean go to market. If the owner provided owner financing. And that's just, but in some way that's, I understand it's a sale, but in some way that's just a very different situation. We're talking about selling the house. Pure and selling. It gets recorded. I understand. I understand that it is. You're just the bank. I know, but So that's going to maybe be, so if that's your goal as the seller is you want to finance it because that's a separate kind of win for you. Well, and there's some places like, okay, we have a property that is a, it's a townhouse. And in this, in this townhouse community, there are a number of rentals. And so nobody with a loan can buy it because the lender will not allow it. So my choices are sell it to somebody who has cash Mm -hmm. or provide the financing because there's also like some weird rent restrictions, right? Yeah. So it's like, those are the only two ways to like sell it. So it's like, I'm going to get a higher price if I. Listen, you're not going to get argument on me, but you're trying to make this argument based on a couple anomalies. I mean, buyer, buyer seller financing. How often does that freaking happen? It happens all the time. No, it doesn't. It just doesn't happen on the MLS with real estate agents because they don't understand that there's more than one way to sell a house. Listen, saying it that happens all the time. It is that. I don't have the facts, but I can tell you it's a very small percentage of all the sales. That I don't know. I think it depends on what world you're in. I know, but you just said it happens all the time. It does. In certain worlds, it happens all the time. It's certain worlds. Like if that's your, if you're like in an investor world and that's what you do, it happens all the time, according to you. 
I've already got a headache. What are we like freaking five minutes into this thing? You are trying to prove your point on these little offshoots of situations. I'm talking about Tom and Sally Smith that live in the middle of the freaking subdivision mm-hmm. and they're moving and they want to sell their house. Mm-hmm. Going to market is going to be the best way to find the highest amount of money. But if you're right, the only thing I'll say is you're right. If that's not their motivator, it depends on their goal. Their if they're like Monica, I have five kids and two dogs. I, I'm not showing this house a bunch. I'm not cleaning it up for showings. Like just give me somebody that wants it. Cause I want out. Right. Not- yeah, I think it depends. And it is like price or terms. Right. And like, what's more important and, and hopefully we can get you both, but like yeah. if we can't, which one's more critical and having right. that conversation with them. So you can help market the property appropriately. Right. Yeah. You got it. Cause you could do like a lot of pre-work of, Hey, we're only doing the open house. We got yeah. in trouble for this one time with the MLS. I don't know if you're allowed to do that anymore, but what like, it was like same situation you just talked about. Like there was so many like dogs and kids and blah, 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 blah. Right. They didn't want a bunch yeah. of people to the house. So it's like, okay, well let's do kind of like an auction style where we only show the house during these time slots, like these open okay. house time slots, basically. And the MLS was like, you can't do that. And I'm like, but this is what the seller wants to do like they're just gonna say no to the other showings why say no well right. we can just be like these are the times you can come see it yeah Ugh. that's the same as just setting available times for showing you know when i'm the zarina of real estate <laughs> god help us all so many things will be different oh my gosh i know it well i know it well i think it did I think well, shocking. Shocking. It, it depends. <laughs> okay, Switzerland. It depends. No, but I mean, you're throwing all these scenarios in. The bottom line is, it does depend, and it does depend on what your freaking sellers want. Right. I yeah. agree. I think it's a good time to take a break. You think? Uh yeah. This yeah. is a bit exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> Let's check out our favorite partners, and when we return, I'll give you some more crazy examples. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hi guys, Monica Weekly here. You know how you're supposed to post about real estate every single day on Facebook? Yes, yes you do. And the reason is if we don't remind our Facebook friends what we do for a living and how we help people, they will forget about it. We know it's our job to inform, educate, and demonstrate what we do for a living. Well, I'm coaching agents all around the country and they understand that, but they're not doing it. And I ask them, why aren't you doing it? Probably just like you. And they said, Monica, we don't know what to post. Can we just borrow your stuff? Because I love creating Facebook posts. And these can often be used over on Instagram as well. So I said yes, and people were borrowing my stuff. So I created finally a product that you can sign up for for free. It is free, guys. There is no reason for you not to sign up for this. It's ghostposter.com. G-H-O-S-T-P-O-S-T-R. No E in there. Just T-R. Dot com. And what you're going to get is you're going to get a Facebook posting idea to your email every single day. So not only do you have this great idea, but you've been reminded, oh yeah, I need to post. And that's Monday through Friday. And if you don't love the post or you think, gosh, I'd like something else. Well, you're also going to get access to a library of over 600 different posts for you to choose from by category. You're going to love it. Go sign up, ghostposter.com. Don't waste a minute. And then be sure to join the private Facebook group. All right, I'll see you in there. 
Hey guys, it's Monica here. I am so excited to introduce you to Real Estate Fight Club's newest partnership, Cyberbacker. Cyberbacker is the best in the business for virtual assistants. How do I know this? Because I am a Cyberbacker customer and I love this company. I have my favorite, Frances. She is my Cyberbacker, been with me for over a year. She's amazing. She makes me better. She's eager to help. She's on time. She's disciplined. She's awesome. And this company, Cyberbacker, has figured out the system. From the interviewing process to find out what I need, to the interviewing process to interview several cyberbackers, to the onboarding process, to the training process, very buttoned up, very awesome. You and I both know it's time for you to leverage. It's time for you to take that step and Cyberbacker is a really safe, awesome solution. Make sure to mention Fight Club and you will be getting a free gift. All right, do it. Make the call. See ya. Welcome back. Let's get back to the battle inside of the ring where Jen is creating every little different anomaly that could ever happen to try to make her point. And I'm just saying here in the real world where we all, the rest of us kind of exist. I'm going to disagree with you, Monica, because I think that as everything changes, as real estate agents, we are going to have to know more than we ever have before. And part of that is going to be understanding all the ways to sell a house and being a consultant about that. It's not just going to be like, what do they say? The four P's, put it in the MLS, put the put sign, a sign in, the in the yard, pray to God it sells. That's yeah. three, three P's, three the three P's. P's of real estate. We always right. added a fourth, which I think was prospect to find buyers, but like oh, it's fancy, fancy, but it's just going to take more than that. Like we're going to have to, you're going to have to understand investment options. You're going to have to understand like 1031s. You're going to have to understand lease backs and owner financing and rent to own and stuff like that. And it's important to educate yourself. And you know what else I think is going to get really interesting. We just Talk talked me, about Goose. this in a mastermind is assumable loans. Yeah. Because why not? has been so low. That if your loan is assumable, Boom. that is a huge advantage to some buyer coming into the market. And most VA loans are. So yeah. those people that are like saying, like if you're one of those agents that's like, we won't accept VA loans, it's probably because you don't understand it and you need to educate yourself because it's great. Mm -hmm. You know, wouldn't that be cool if our ML, okay, knowing the shift that's happening, Mm -hmm. And the fact that many sellers will have a lower interest rate than the buyers will who are coming in. Right. Wouldn't it be good to have that as a criteria box or a feature you could say in an MLS? Like, is your loan a They do have it. Jack, they do? They have it in the Cincy MLS. Awesome. I don't know if they have it in Kentucky. I've not noticed that in the Cincy. That's it's how um, at the bottom. It says like financing options Special or financing? something. Yeah. yeah, you can put it in there. And I think there's a checkbox. I'm not 100%, but you can put, at least write it in. Oh, you can write it in. Yeah. Okay. I always thought that was checkbox for owner financed, I think. But you're if, if there's a box, you're right. You could just add that. I'm pretty sure there is a box, though, that says assumable. I think that message of this podcast. And this is kind of going to be a really short and sweet one, guys, because it's really just this easy. You've got to start asking more questions. Mm -hmm. Got to start asking more questions. Don't come in with your agenda and what you want to do. Have an open mind that you're just simply trying to define what their problem is and mm -hmm. solve it in the best strate strategic way you can. Right. Boom. I like it.
Yeah. I mean, we got to be consultants. Gosh, we come in with like all this, like vomiting information all over the table and I'm going to do this. We're going to do this. And Oh, you, Oh, price isn't the most important thing. Conveniences. Oh, I didn't realize it changes everything. Right. Yes. My gosh. Now our tiebreaker on this does answer the question is, is it always the best interest of the seller to put the house on the market? So stay tuned for that. Okay. I can't even imagine which way that one's going to (laughs) go. Again, I'm control of the guests. All right. right. I guess that's going to have to be the end of today's battle. I don't even know if we battled as much as just we dodged bullets from Jen as she was throwing anomalies at us. It's all right. (laughs) Oh my God. Hey, look, Monica and I are looking for more people to work with great agents like you. If you have an interest in working with us and maybe have some interest in finding out more about EXP, feel free to give us a call or a text. Whoops. At 513-400-1691. Thanks, Monica. See you next time. Bye. All right. I am here with our tiebreaker, mega agent Lori Powell. Hi, Lori. Hi, Jennifer. How are you? Good. I'm glad you could be our um, tiebreaker for this. So here's your question. Is it always in the best interest of the client to list the house on the MLS? No. (laughs) Case closed. Team Merlin. <laughs> Tell, give us a little, because you know most people disagree with you, right? Like most agents disagree. So, what? Give us your thought process and perspective. Well, I guess I guess I need to clarify. I don't think it's right for all sellers to necessarily list their house. Period. That's true. So, you know, if you're focused specifically just on the MLS, to me, it's more about why is the client wanting to sell? Mm-hmm. And for example, if they're in a nut market and they want to downsize it's perfect time to sell yeah but if they're in a small house and they're wanting to upsize during an up market it's not a good time to sell well what if they have committed to selling okay like they they want to and it's in the best interest or whatever is it always best for them to put it on the mls i think that's going to be determined by whatever the local rules are okay i know a lot of areas require it to be so considered unethical if it's not on the MLS. And in the areas that they're allowed to not have to put it on the MLS, Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be totally up to the seller giving them the options, honestly, because here's the advantages and here's the disadvantages. And I know I've had properties that I actually advertise in completely different cities and states because that property will attract those kinds of buyers. So it doesn't really affect one way or another, whether it's on the MLS. What would you say? Right. So what I hear you saying is it really depends not only on what the seller wants, but, but who's the ultimate buyer for this house? Where are they now? What are the other, like, what would be the other cons to putting it on the MLS? Cause one of them you're saying, well, if the buyer is out of town, then it doesn't necessarily matter. Maybe I think I hear you saying, what are some other like cons or situations that the seller would be in where it doesn't make sense? I guess it would be where they are in a competitive situation or need to be privatized. Okay. I know, for example, in our, our local area, we had some celebrity type people. Okay. And it was the last thing that they needed was to have local exposure. Yeah. Because <laughs> everybody knew where they lived, right? Or knew right. About where they lived and that sort of thing. The MLS sometimes limits what can be seen and shown as well. 
Uh, I know in some areas, some areas not, you know, they're totally open to whatever mm -hmm. they show. Can't think of anything beyond that. But if the, so the main argument for most agents that say, and I'm sure they're screaming at us right now, like in there while they're listening, but most of the <laughs> argument is, is like, you'll get the highest price if you put it on the MLS. Now you've sold a lot of houses in your career. And it, do you believe that that is like a hundred percent of the time, the case? Not at all. Can you Not give us all. like an example? There's many, many, many times where I've listed things that the local market value would say was worth this. And I listed it for this. For something higher, right. And like a lot higher. Okay. And gotten it under contract faster than something that was lower, literally four houses away. Same how would you determine that? Like, how did, I mean, I don't know. That's, I would, is that like an unusual circumstance? Not for me. Not for you. So it really depends on the market. Well, I think it has to do with where you are pitching the product, right? Yeah. If you're, for example, if you're selling a half a million dollar house in small town Colorado to a Californian mm -hmm. who can't even buy a 500 square foot apartment for 500,000, then you can sell it for more, right? Right. And so for me, the global, not global exposure, but national exposure mm -hmm. through syndications of nationally uh, advertising that property, local MLS doesn't even affect what can be brought in from other areas. So for me, it's, it's, it's happened a lot. It's happened a lot just because I always advertise um, nationally. And what are this. some of the resources that you use to, to do that? The biggest thing that I've used is KB Core. Okay. Uh, there's all kinds of ways to share that property to various areas, specific areas, as well as across the board areas. And it's funny because you even have clients that, that are tracking it. Like one time I had this client that was, he, he's a, he was a techno geek, right? Yeah. And he was looking the house down the street, uh, been on the market for two months and we listed ours for $20,000 higher at the time, which was a lot higher. Right. Right. And he's sitting there looking at it saying, Oh my gosh, their house only got X number of views on Zillow and ours only after being on the market for three days is four times the amount, you know? And I'm like, yeah, well, exposure we is key, right? I think we can all agree. Like you cast the widest net to catch the mm -hmm. right fish. Right. Yep. Yeah. And, and the house sold at full price. Nice. You know, in four days it went under contract at full price. And the other house still wasn't sold for 20,000 oh, less. Almost the same exact house. That's you know? crazy, right? How I, much that like happens a lot. exposure makes like such a difference. Well, Lori, I know that you are growing your team nationally as well as globally. If people are interested in learning more about what that can look like to see if they're a good fit, what is the best way to get a hold of you? They can just uh, find me on any social media platform, just about at Let Lori Help. L-O-R-I, let Lori help. And uh, they can message me. They can send an appointment with me. I've got my appointment calendar on almost everything. And I do a lot of coaching too for agents. So awesome. Great. Well, I really appreciate you being on. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Real Estate Fight Club podcast. 
Make sure to hit the subscribe button so you get updates when new episodes are available. And we truly love feedback and would appreciate all likes, reviews, and suggestions for future topics.